0: Welcome to episode 6 of the Christian Man podcast where we talk from a Christian perspective about the major issues that men face. I am your host, Ndwati Karanja. This is the third of a three-part series on living and cleaving. Today, we will talk about the third part of living and cleaving, becoming one flesh. In the last episodes of this series we've talked about Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 and I'll read it just to remind us what it says it says that therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife and they shall become one flesh in the first episode of this series we talked about the act of leaving our parents And then in the second series, we talked about the fact that cleaving to our wives needs to be an intentional process. After listening to these two episodes, I bet you have felt that uh, it might actually be a very difficult task, the, the task of leaving and also the task of cleaving. And that is the right reaction Because when we look back to the New Testament where Jesus reminded the disciples of the nature of marriage, their reaction was was that if that is how marriage is like, then who is supposed to get married? And Jesus replied that not everybody is given the ability to get married. And uh, there are people who uh, have that uh, gift of being married and those who are to be single out of their own choice or for some other circumstances and uh, from this response that Jesus gave I, I believe that marriage is actually something that only God can allow a successful marriage is something that only God can make possible and we need to react we need to we need to be dependent on God if our marriages are going to be successful and uh, the fact that the 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 evidence for this can be seen on in the large number of uh, divorces that modern marriages face and I don't think it's just modern marriages I think throughout history marriages have always been uh, marriages have always been broken in fact when jesus was answering that question i think whether it probably from the disciples or or the Pharisees the fact was that at that time a marriage divorce was quite prevalent and therefore without approaching it as something that god is the one who does the the one who does the, the binding between a man and his wife then it is easy to to follow the statistics of ending up with a divorce or ending up in a broken marriage the verse that we have been studying so far rightly finishes by saying that they become one flesh and that becoming one flesh is something that god does for the couple uh, as when the couple is one flesh, there are certain things that the couple needs to remember you as a husband, there are certain things that you will need to remember in order to make that union, a happy union, a successful union one that is uh, that has harmony and where children can come and uh, thrive in that marriage. The first thing that you need, to remember is that you no longer live for yourself your spouse your wife becomes the highest priority your priority at the very top of your mind is always to to please your wife in uh, in in one of his apostles uh, epistles paul said that he he was recommending because of the difficulties of the the times that they were in the difficulty the persecution that they were facing he was recommending that it might be a good idea for many people at that time not to get married and the reason for that was that people who are married their primary concern was their wives and their spouses and this was the right thing to do however people who are not who did not have a spouse at that time who did not have a wife could face the persecution with less anxiety compared to the married people and it is absolutely right whenever you are married your wife needs to be at the very top of your mind because she is your flesh now she is uh, she is part of you and you are part of her and her well-being is very important to you therefore If you are going to have a successful marriage, that is something that you need to remember that you're no longer living for yourself. And uh, the one way of expressing this fact that you're no longer living for yourself is by making your wife a high priority. Whenever you are thinking of uh, making any kind of decision, she needs to be factored in in into that decision that you are making. The other way that you no longer live for yourself is when it comes to your body. In, a, in another part in his epistles, Paul says that the primary, one of the reasons that uh, young people need to get married is to avoid falling into sexual sin. It is to avoid fornication. Therefore, you you have a place where you can meet your sexual needs. Therefore when you are married your body is no longer yours you 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 are obliged to meet the sexual needs of your wife and uh, the scriptures tell us that you cannot uh, it is not right for a man to deny his spouse the, the sexual fulfillment and whenever this is done it needs to be out it needs to be after the both of them have agreed that uh, maybe you're going to go for a while without uh, engaging in sexual intercourse and therefore it uh, it needs to be a cooperative thing you you cannot make that decision you cannot say this is my body and i'll do whatever i want with it it now belongs to your wife and you need to make sure that you honor that obligation that comes with marriage therefore those are the two ways that you no longer live for yourself whenever you're making any decision as a man you need to factor in your wife and whenever you need to remember that your body is hers and you have an obligation to meet her sexual needs and this idea of having her as the highest priority just to go back briefly to it. As uh, the Bible tells us, you are the the head of your household and you have the, the, the position of making decisions. However, whenever you're making decisions, because you're no longer living for yourself, your decisions need to factor in the desires of your wife. And that brings me to the second thing that you need to keep at the to- forefront of your mind, when you when you when you come to the realization that you are one flesh and this is that you need to nourish your flesh you need to nurture and value your wife you nurture your wife by meeting her needs and uh, these are not just the the physical needs for food and uh, as we mentioned earlier sexual fulfillment however your wife also has emotional needs and intellectual needs you need to to be willing and eager to meet all of these needs to help her live a wholesome life and uh, i was a few weeks ago i was listening to um, a recording of uh, rc sprawl and in that recording, he was talking about in marriage uh, the way how we uh, we can go about meeting the needs of our spouses, and he in his recording he said that we need to understand that uh, there are certain things that our wives and we ourselves also there are certain things that our wives need, and we need to know these. Let's say these. Four or five things that are very, very important to them, and we need to go out of our way to make sure that we are meeting all of those needs. And he said that even though you might be, let's say you 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 have identified five needs, and even though you're meeting the four needs, if that one need is not being met, it becomes a uh, a source of uh, a, source, a point of vulnerability in your union that the evil one, the devil, can take advantage of and destabilize your marriage. And therefore, you need, once you have identified a need that your wife has, you need to make sure that you go out of your way to meet that need. That is the first way that you nurture and value your spouse. The next way that you nurture and value your spouse is by being On her side by thinking of her as being on your side as well you shouldn't come to the point where you view her as an enemy and this is particularly when you as a family unit are interacting with the outside whenever you're interacting with your in-laws whenever you're interacting with your children Whenever you are interacting with any other person you need to think of your spouse as you are the, the person who is on your side and you need to treat them treat them as uh, as more important than uh, those people that are on the outside and you need to protect them from any kind of uh, attack or uh, negative influence from all of uh, these people think of uh, situations where Maybe in military situations where you've heard of friendly fire, when one unit fires against another unit of uh, the same army, and typically this is out of uh, poor communication or something like that. And it's possible when you are married for you to have situations of friendly fire where, where when, when you go through moments uh, and times when you forget that this is your flesh, this is uh this is you and you end up treating your wife as an enemy and also think about when and and another illustration is when for example that i think there are diseases or sicknesses where a person's immune system turns against them and starts attacking healthy cells of the body and that is the same way that that uh when you treat your spouse as your enemy, that is the thing, the kind of image that you should have in your mind. It is you attacking your own flesh. And with these two things, these two things that uh, I've just covered about you no longer living for yourself and making sure that you nourish your wife, those are ways that you can keep your union strong. Those are ways that you can keep your home a place of harmony however there's another thing that can that can destroy your home and this needs to be taken into account and taken into consideration when jesus was re- re- responding to the disciples about uh, about divorce uh, he he stated that the only legitimate reason for divorce is uh, due to sexual sin or adultery this is the one thing in the words of jesus christ that would break that union that god has made and turn you from being one flesh and to being back to 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 two different people that is the thing that could interrupt that kind of uh, union and also in his in his epistles paul says that uh, when when you engage with a prostitute, he was talking about how a Christian cannot also be sexually immoral. When you are having that uh, that inappropriate sexual uh, sexual encounter, you are you you are making Christ part of that, and that is the same thing when it comes to marriage. Whenever you are con- Involved in sexual sin, you are making your wife part of that and you are breaking that bond that God has created. And whenever you're thinking about this, you need to understand that uh, the, the devil is quite sly in using this in breaking your marriage. Sexual sin is not something that just comes quite obviously and look th- referring back to that uh, recording of RC Sproul he said that whenever your spouse is not that there is that one need that is not being met they become vulnerable to someone else who might come and meet that one need and uh, and it it, it is a, it is a slow slide into in, into that state where your marriage breaks apart it is not something that might always happens all at once it is something that slowly and slyly creeps into your life and you need to be on the lookout as a man against uh, situations that can that can put you situations that can lead you into that kind of sin and uh, one way of uh, emphasizing this is that uh, when 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 i'm t- when i'm taking my fi- financial analysis classes when i was taking my financial analysis classes the, and we were dealing with ethics something that was emphasized was that most people assume that failure failure in ethical situations is usually due to the character of a person however from research what has been found is that when we fail in in ethical situations, it's because of the situation factors that we find ourselves in. For example, you might be a very honest person. However, if you find yourself in an organization where other people are dishonest, whenever you find yourself in a situation where you are able to make a profit without other people knowing, it is possible for you to do something unethical despite you being being a person with a record of being honest, therefore, what is usually advised is to make sure that you do not do not put yourself in situations where you are likely to be vulnerable to ethical failure. And it's the same with uh, with with protecting your marriage. You need to put your, you need to avoid putting yourself in situations where you can fall. After Describing all this, and I think from everything that we've talked about in this series, that the, these three episodes, I think you might find yourself maybe despairing or uh, taking the pessimistic attitude of the world where they say that marriage is impossible and uh, and it should be avoided and all that. However, I think the right attitude to adopt as a Christian is to remember that it is god it is god who makes it possible and therefore with christ everything that we have just we have talked about so far in this series is possible and you need to spend uh, a lot of time praying for your marriage you need to spend a lot of time praying for yourself and for your spouse and definitely whenever you find yourself in a situation where you can get education for example attend seminaries read books you definitely need to do this and whenever you find yourself going through difficult times when you need counseling of course definitely go for them however remember that ultimately it is god who is going to hold your marriage together and you must never neglect prayer and your hope needs always to be on god this has been the Christian Man Podcast. I am Dwati Karanja. We release new episodes on Wednesdays and Fridays. Please subscribe and leave a comment on your favorite podcast provider. Until next time.